Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey there. Before you start listening, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast. This episode contains language and content of an explicit nature. Listener discretion is advised. Before a song is released, a record is produced, or a chorus is written, the musicians that write them think a lot. They live a lot, and they feel a lot. Before the chorus dives into the stories and experiences that shape these artists, and ultimately, the music we hear. I'm your host, Sophia Lepercaro, and this episode's guest is Murkage Dave. I, I look at songs like Conversation Starters, but sometimes as well, there's the stuff that comes out and I don't know where it comes from and I don't know why and and I only get it yeah like years later then I can look back like like I, I listen back to my first album sometimes and I hear songs are, it sounds so sad but I didn't know that I was <laughs> I didn't know I was like feeling that way at the time do you know what I mean hey there hope you're doing well it's me Sophia back for yet another week you know I was thinking as as I always do <laughs> Well, that's a cheesy intro. Um, I was pondering about music things because this is my job. And I realized that during the last episode, I once again forgot to talk about a really cool gig I went to. I try to stay as on top of it as possible, but sometimes, I don't know, like sometimes I'm just going to so many different things or, or playing catch up with other stuff that I hadn't talked about previously that I forget to mention some cool music thing. So here we go. There is a really cool up-and-coming music night here in Los Angeles. I know last time I spoke about a different one, but it's LA, it's a music city, so there were fortunately loads of them. And another really incredible live music night here is called School Night. It is run by Chris Doritas of KCRW. Uh, It happens, I think it's every week or every two weeks at a venue called Bardo in Hollywood. And basically bands from all over the world, usually ones that are stopping through the area for a tour, come and play a set. They're just basically bands that are starting to gain some traction that uh, Chris wants to shine a light on. And I went a couple weeks ago and not one, but two acts on the bill were from my hometown of Montreal. It is very important I mention this. One, because I am extremely fucking biased because I love my hometown dearly. But number two, I think with or without my bias, I can very safely say that Montreal has some of the best music acts in the entire world. I don't know what it is about our city. I don't know if it's something in the water, something about the melting pot of cultures, or again, I really can't put my finger on it, but we have so many incredible artists that have come from our city. Kate Trinata is from Montreal. The great Leonard Cohen is from Montreal. We also have bands like Tops and Men I Trust. So anyway, the list goes on and on and on when it comes to brilliant bands out of my beloved hometown. So 
At this particular night, there were two, and they were genuinely, and again, I'm not just saying this because I'm biased, they were my favorite bands on the bill. Number one was an artist called Elisapi. She is of, I believe, Inuit descent, and she has recently released a covers album where she covers songs that have really marked her life at varying points, but all translated into her mother tongue. And it was really, really beautiful to witness. She also covered some songs in English that were written by indigenous artists, especially indigenous rock and folk artists. And it was, again, really beautiful. She also had a very, very talented band around her. So the whole experience was just super magical. And then I think if you want to talk about the band that got the crowd the most involved, there was another band called Shows Sauvage, which in English translates to Wild Things. I kind of described them almost like a more disco-y talking heads or just like the most like unhinged disco act that you could possibly ask for. Their lead singer was climbing up on balconies, up and around people, jumping on the couch, um, drawing everybody in. So it just became this sort of like completely debaucherous party for the like 20-25 minute set. It was so much fun and I could very easily see these guys blowing up. Like, even though I wouldn't say that they sound like jungle, like that sort of atmosphere that you feel at a jungle show mixed with maybe some of the like madness that you feel from some of the like UK punk shows, like artists such as Shame or Idols. If you could like mix those two crowds together, you would get a show Sauvage crowd. And my God, it is so fun. So keep your eyes out for Elisapi and shows sauvage. Speaking, I guess, of new music, I know last week's episode, I also talked a little bit about dealing with burnout, especially as a person with OCD. And over the last couple of weeks, I've been slowly finding my way out of it. And the other night, I found myself sort of you know, commiserating a little bit with another friend who works in music and just kind of talking about, you know, like how sometimes, you know, we deal with oversaturation or we deal with the pressure of feeling like we need to have the so-called right opinion on things. And luckily that conversation evolved from that into the two of us just exchanging lots of music that we were really excited about. Um, Not only did they share some music with me, both old and new, that I got really, really excited about. Like, I started listening to one of the older Vince Staples records that Sophie worked on, which absolutely blew my mind. But we started talking about some of the emerging acts that we're really excited about. And it kind of reminded me, like, how much new music I actually have found over the last year, both as part of my job and inadvertently. Um, In December, I'm going to put out some stuff talking a little bit about that, so keep your eyes out. But I'm excited to say that there are things that I am so thrilled to be able to share with you from so many different genres of music. There's some really, really cool stuff out here, both coming from here in Los Angeles, where I'm now based, as well as other parts of the world that I have been fortunate either to travel to or just receive music from. So yeah, I am 
I am so excited to be able to say that. And I think another big takeaway from this is, you know, obviously we all process information differently. For some of us, we like to kind of absorb things on our own. For some of us, we like to talk things through, experience them in community. But for me, getting to actually experience new music as more of like a a kind of geeky dialogue between friends where we're like oh have you heard this have you heard this and like being like you know we're on different sides of the country but being like okay I'm gonna listen to the song you sent me you're gonna listen to the one I sent you we'll report back in five minutes and then just geek out there's this energy that it gives me and it keeps me from staying in my own head of like worrying about all the techie bits and worrying about, you know, if I, again, have the quote-unquote right opinion. Instead, I find myself in a situation like that just having fun with the joy of music and feeding off of another person, sort of matching my level of passion and energy for it. So, again, obviously, depending on what your preference is, like, if you're someone who loves new music discovery and maybe just wants it to be, like, a joyful thing, connect with friends who kind of share your your ethos if you will like people who are really in it because they're excited and open-minded and not just because they're trying to flex and maybe set up like a sort of like listening party moment whether you stream it together on one of those like I think it's there's like jukebox which I think might be integrated into Spotify now let me know Um, or if it's literally just DMing something back and forth on a set date for me at least it makes it so much more fun to do music discovery so there's there's a little tip for you with that in mind we are now going to talk a little bit about this week's guest Merkage Dave I first discovered Merkage Dave's music I want to say like 2017 or 2018 back when I still had my show on amazing radio and I remember being really impressed by it at the time so when his new record was kind of put into my lap more recently I was so excited to hear from him again he also works with some artists or counts certain artists as fans that I really love dearly like Caroline Polachek featured on his previous record um young fathers are fans of his work um and to me, that also makes sense because they're all artists that I think are really curious and open to learning from various genres of music. And I know that's very true from Burkage Dave. Like, he grew up in London. He grew up around a lot of, like, the sort of, like, black British club scene there. But he also lived in Manchester for a while. He got really into, like, indie, like the Smiths. And you can kind of see this sort of genuine interest and love in all of these differing influences kind of melting into his music. He also, by the way, references lots of music videos and film and television and books that he really loves. And again, for me, people that just sort of shimmer with that curiosity, I think, one, are so much more fun to be around, but also they make really good music for it because they're so open-minded and so kind of flexible about it. So his new record, The City Needs Part 2, which is the sort of sequel record to The City Needs a Hero from last year, 
is very much uh, a sonic exploration of a lot of things, but it's also a very vulnerable and very deeply human record. I'm not going to talk about that too much yet because I kind of want to let Dave speak for himself and you're going to hear from him very shortly. So I think with that in mind, I'm just going to leave you to it. Here is my interview with Merkage Dave. As I was sort of taking my notes, I felt like the overarching theme of this record really feels like sort of unpacking people's character, whether that be your own character and the ways that you've changed and grown versus, or even like other people's character, whether they're being genuine or they're being fake, but it's a lot of exploring that idea from a lot of different angles. Do you think that's a fair thing to bring up? Do you know what that's really, and and, and this is why I think it's good for me to do things like this because I, I feel like I learn more, I'll probably learn more than you because that's something that I hadn't even considered, but I'll probably go back now and listen. Could could you give me like some examples so I can kind of like Absolutely. This is yeah, this yeah. is why I take my notes. I mean like <laughs> you know, and we're gonna kind of go through like the the thing in sections. I'll often the way I do my interviews is I'll often like group things in themes and sort of like yeah. pull examples from the songs and then like we can kind of unpack them together. But I guess yeah, like yeah, off yeah. the the top of my head, like thinking about like the opening track, Empire Strikes Back, like it's sort of commenting or at least the way that I read it on, you know, who you are now, maybe like reflecting on who you've been in the past and always feeling like you're kind of on that like knife's edge of like reverting backwards. So again, it's talking about your own character. But then a lot of songs deal with like people being really disingenuine or fake or or like their character coming out in maybe not so positive ways as well. So I feel like I clocked a lot of that. Yeah, I I think with with Empire Strikes Back for sure, it's it's a kind of like I don't know, it was just it was something there was something that the music gave me that I wanted to kind of like go into this kind of I guess this kind of it's a quite a toxic thing of like wanting to kind of like but explore it in a way where I don't know just just kind of like wanting to prove something to yourself that you're still like you can still do it you can still be that guy I don't know it but but it but yeah I I don't know I think the record in general like part the versus the city needs a hero part one i think like this record's a bit more like um like it's a bit more like there's some more light-hearted stuff on there like there's more fun records on there but there's also like more self-destructive there's some self-destructive moments as well um um in terms of like that's interesting what you said about like maybe like I I I I'm I'm not gonna lie. I I didn't really like go into the record with that feeling, but a lot of the time I go back to stuff like so. Say with Murky's Dave changed my life. I listen back now, and I can hear stuff that I didn't. Um, I wasn't really thinking about actively, but it was there subconsciously. So you've probably picked up on something that I haven't realized yet. But I I don't I I didn't I didn't feel like that's a uh, the kind of not too being too sure about other people or not or not trusting people. I didn't think that was in there, but maybe it is in there. Yeah, 
I I guess so with that like when when you go into like writing a record then is it just sort of like letting stuff like kind of flow out of like stream of conscious and then then like you said like in hindsight catching stuff or or do you ever go in with like certain things you're like I really want to talk about this like really specific thing I mean I mean yeah for sure there's 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 like loads that I want to um there's always there's always a conversation to every song but then I think there's like what I want to communicate but then you know sometimes something just feels good so I'll I'll put it in or it feels right and then sometimes I don't know why I did that until later but yeah like there's still intention like if you look at a record like choose your own adventure I'm trying to walk someone through whether it's myself or someone else but like someone who's having a tough time maybe they're in a rut maybe they're depressed maybe you know life didn't give them the the um the best shot compared to others but I'm, I'm trying to walk that person through um walk with them through that feeling but in a way where you can still arrive at a mentality which can improve your situation rather than just being bitter about it so yeah there, there definitely is intention uh when i write um i i look at songs like conversation starters but sometimes as well there's the stuff that comes out and i don't know where it comes from and i don't know why and and i only get it yeah like years later then i can look back like now that i'm you know i, I look at this record it's i wouldn't say this is my third album it's like my my second and a half album um, and so now I can start looking back at my first album and being like, and kind of, like I, I listen back to my first album sometimes and I hear songs that just sound so sad, but I didn't know that I was, <laughs> I didn't know I was like feeling that way at the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I like that you brought up Choose Your Own Adventure though, because the way that I almost read it when I first heard it was like imagining like talking to someone who's like kind of like, a troll or like kind of hating on on someone else who's successful but rather than being like you know like sh sit down and shut up it's kind of like like you could be here too like it's kind of almost like reaching a handout and I know you kind of said it like it could be to yourself it could be to another person but I love that despite there being bitterness in the song there's also a lot of compassion you know of like yeah. like trying to lift somebody else up or lift yourself up I think I think uh, I was listening to actually I was watching a lot of when I was writing that tune I was watching a lot of Happy Mondays like old Happy Mondays videos. There's a couple of Happy Mondays references in there about like twisting the melon and stuff. But like what I noticed, what I got really, what I was inspired by was actually like the YouTube comments and you just had like all these kind of guys that I guess would maybe be in their like 50s or and all the comments on, under these Happy Mondays videos was like I missed they're like I missed the 90s I missed the early 90s I wish my life was like that now it's just a lot of stuff like that like these were the good times that's when the drugs were the best blah 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 and I just thought, man, like, that's kind of deep that you kind of just like, 
you don't you, you feel like that way about your life and so m- maybe not someone who's a troll but yeah there's definitely an internet element to it for 100% and uh yeah so I combined it I guess with like that kind of like that like someone that would write that in it in a YouTube comment that like they missed their they missed their life and they, they don't like their life now or they don't like the way the world is now um and I combine that with like I don't know like friends and family who life might have dealt a, a tough hand and then also situations that I was going through myself whether that's like materially or mentally and I kind of just like wrapped it all up and I thought how could I t- talk to someone how can I talk to that person and help guide them through because the last thing you need I think when you're in that kind of rut is someone saying oh don't worry about it it's going to be like it'll be fine mate just get up and dust yourself off you you kind of need someone to like like you say be compassionate like walk you through the feelings um and 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 the, and the but walk through that thought, thought process into something that can be more hopeful yeah and I kind of like that. I mean, like you said, it's, you know, yeah, you're not saying pick yourself, dust yourself off, which I agree is maybe not like the right wording here. But it, I like that it's like a compassion that's like, hey, like, again, like I see where you're at. And but it's also kind of giving people back their agency. Like you can do something different. Like you have that chance yeah. if you want to, you know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I think for me, um, like cheesy. I like I listened to like your last chat that you did with Self Esteem. Mm. Um, I think she's I think she's amazing. Oh my god, Rebecca's um, I, incredible. Yeah, yeah. I got into her through like my fans, really. So a lot of my fans are into her, and like there was this girl that was getting a tattoo. I can't remember how it came up, but she was. Yeah, she was getting a tattoo and it just kind of, she was getting prioritised pleasure on her, but she was like a, into my stuff and and it just made me kind of want to inquire and, I, and then I, I was like, wow, like amazing. But but like I listened to, I, I listened to your chat with her and there was a bit where she was talking about not wanting to embrace the kind of like, you know, they're just super like cheesy, like the live, laugh, love thing or like, because it's just so like homogenous and generic. It's just like, it just feels kind of like empty. But I do think that like cliche, there's a lot of stuff that are in like those kind of like Disney cliches that are actually like, they're like, they're, they're like, they're, they're, they're worn out for a reason, aren't they? They're, because there's some value in them. So I do try and um, take the best bits from some of that thinking but kind of like make it relevant to today's conversation and you know maybe inject it with humor or I don't know whatever it is but just like I don't know I I feel like quite often like the kind of solution to the problem is probably a cheesy one but people don't always want to hear that you know I'm definitely like that I get that I think it's a balance of both, though, and I think that's what you're kind of towing the line with really nicely here. It's like, you know, there's like the kind of term like toxic positivity where it's like everything's going to be great and it's going to be fine. And that's like 
I guess people kind of going too far into, like you said, like the, the Disney, like happy, shiny sort of vibe. But at the same time, like having those, like you said, those little things, like as long as they're combined with being like, yeah, life is messy and complicated and there isn't like a magical happy ending, but you can take these little pieces of it, you know, and kind of put them together. I think when you do that, it's, it's a good thing. And you're very much doing that on this record. No, thanks. Yeah. Speaking of, although ironically, it's not quite a Disney trope, but I feel like it kind of sits in the vicinity, if you will, is the sort of trope behind Get the Girl, Save the World. Because if you were talking about very much like the literal like knight in shining armor um, and that kind of idea being flipped on its head, that's very much at least a a big part of that song. Yeah, I I think I think with that, I kind of wanted to... Yeah, I guess I kind of wanted to um, look at, I yeah, at the way like a man can just like, just like fuck shit up basically. That's kind of like what I was what I was looking at. It's like, I guess by kind of maybe there's ideas, you know, there's ideas of what a man's supposed to do. But where have you got those ideas from? Have you got them from the generation that came before you? Have you got them from films? You know, and and maybe the world's different now. And just like, I guess like, I mean, it it could, it doesn't have to be like a hetero relationship. It could be anything. But I think just that kind of like, uh, uh, that mismatch of what, uh, two people might expect from each other um, and and how the person can do too much or not enough um, yeah and then and then in the verses just really kind of like wanted to dig into the kind of like just like the detail of how that can feel and like um, like yeah I guess there's a lot of stuff to do with like phones and like how and how the breakup plays out through your like phone screen yeah i do like though that i mean kind of talking about compassionate compassion again like the sort of like i guess other character in this sort of like gives gives you grace as you're kind of going on your own journey yeah you know even though they're no lo- like you're no longer together, like there's something really cool about like that dynamic and sort of honoring that too. Yeah, yeah, like like the 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 like thank thanking her for like um, thinking of my ego when she doesn't yeah. have to. Yeah, yeah, like um, that kind of you know you're reaching out and you're getting managed, and you know <laughs> you know you're getting managed. Um, but uh, you respect it because they could by rights they could just ignore you you know um, I want to talk about that I don't know man I, I think I think like there's a song that I I put out like a, a Valentine's uh, compilation of like past and present love songs it was called I Don't Do Love Songs uh, in February and um, there was a song on there called The Pact and I, I talk about like um, 
like, I don't know, like, just because, like, yeah, you, you, I don't know. I always feel like, I always feel like when someone talks about their ex, like, they're like, like, you know, obviously, like, there's a lot, a lot of hurt there and, and like, feelings of whether it's rejection or being betrayed that kind of play into it. But I always feel like on some level, you always did, you like, you, you love that person. And so there will always be some fragments of how you felt. And I feel like, I don't know, I, I, I like, you know, obviously if someone's done really something really terrible, then that's a different thing. But I think there's always a way, uh, you know, through like in a breakup where there can be like, still some kind of like love or care there or like or like just good intention for the other person rather than just like wanting to do better than them in life after the after you break up I don't know that doesn't really make any sense like why were you with the person in the say in the first place just just for selfish reasons or did you actually like you know I don't know yeah yeah I mean, like, yeah, you don't want a relationship, whether current or former, to be transactional, which is something I want to talk about in a minute because that theme comes up a, a lot in some of the songs. But one thing that I feel like I get from everything that you just said from this song itself and I think from the album as a whole is one, like, I love that, again, you didn't take it as like talking about a breakup and a like, fuck you, you suck, you're my ex and you're waste or whatever. It was almost like taking this like, you know, which we are, we can all be tempted to do. Um, instead, it's like turning inward and being like, what can I learn from this? Like, it's a song that's like really reflective of like, okay, what do I need to change? Um, and and that's a really vulnerable thing to do, especially like for like, I know it's, it's a luckily slowly but surely dying stereotype. But like men don't often get that opportunity to like sit and reflect on on their emotional vulnerability on on the things that need to grow and change and I think what I'm just trying to say with all of this is that you through at least through the way that I saw this record you express such a beautiful way of showing vulnerability showing like these are the ways that I'm not perfect these are the ways that other people are not perfect and I'm gonna be okay with examining that and that's a really powerful thing to witness Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I guess, I think I'm just like naturally, um, I don't know how, but I just, I feel like naturally I'm just like, especially, I think I'm just like naturally more like emotional or like emotionally in tune than like maybe a man's supposed to be. I Like sometimes like, say if I have an argument with my girlfriend, she'll get, frustrated at me because I'm trying to like talk through the emotion she's like can you not just be like ignorant <laughs> in a way <laughs> like you know like <laughs> you know so uh maybe I'll get in trouble for <laughs> letting that off but you know like I don't know I have I don't know I just have this thing and I, I kind of have this like um like I can kind of like I got this thing where I can kind of like sense how people like feel. Like I can tell if someone's like, if I'm like around someone, I can tell if they're nervous or if they're upset about something and stuff. So I just think like naturally, like, yeah. I don't know, na naturally I, I just kind of like go to those subjects because I feel like 
I get, I wouldn't say I get like overwhelmed with that stuff, but like, I feel like tapping into that information is quite natural for me. Um, whereas I feel like maybe that's not how I'm supposed to be, but yes, yeah, it, like if I can, if I can use it to help other people, you know, work through something, then that's that's great, man. Or or even if it's just they just enjoy the music and it doesn't do that, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that kind of shit's like a, a superpower. It's, I mean, it's just called being an empath and like really, I mean, yeah, of course, sometimes, like you said, it can be overwhelming to feel what everyone else is feeling in a room, but it means that you have a capacity for empathy. And like I said before, that really reads through in the music too. And I think I think that's a really cool thing to, to experience as, as a listener, you know? Yeah, it's, it's funny, like the empath thing. I try not to like, cause like, I feel like telling someone you're an empath, kind of, it almost feels like, it's like telling someone you're a good person, but like, Oh God, yeah, I know I what think, you mean. Yeah, <laughs> but like, but like, I do like, on a technicality, yeah. I, I feel like I'm also like conflicted by it because I'm still like, I'm still like, I can still be like self-centered or selfish or like, I can still be like uh, driven or um, ambitious and, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like I'm like, so it almost feels like awkward say, saying it as well. But I have had people say that to me. So I guess there must be something in it. I'd rather be an empath than a psychopath. So. I mean, I mean, same. And also like being, <laughs> being an empath doesn't mean that you can't like protect yourself and be ambitious for yourself. I think that that's when you become a people pleaser. And as someone yeah. who's who myself is learning how to not do that very much in my life, I think I think it's good. Like actually speaking of that kind of theme, like I had made a note um, with never sing Ali 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 again. It's like as yeah, much as yeah. there's a lot of songs that are like empathetic, like this song is being like. Like, hey, like, I found my voice and I'm happy with who I am right now. And, like, if you're not going to support me, you can, like, sit down, you know? Yeah, I've, it's, it's funny. I've had I've had a lot of people ask me, like, oh, like, who are you talking to in that song? Or, you know, fuck whoever you're talking to in that song. But I'm not actually talking to, like, a person. I'm more talking to, like, it's more like the past, or like maybe a, just a collective person that might have known me from the past or something like that. I, 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 think, I, think, I think I have like quite a like, a different kind of relationship with nostalgia than maybe the average person. Like, like, like a lot of people tell me there's a lot of nostalgia in my music and I don't, I don't necessarily think they're like, they're wrong, but it's not intentional. Like, I'm just like, no, I, I guess like, I do like to kind of like reflect on the past, but I don't get nostalgic, I think, is like, I, I don't feel like I wanna go back. And I'm always about like, 
where I'm at and where I'm going. And so, yeah, I guess it's kind of like pushing back against that thing. But also like, yeah, I don't know, like, like my, uh, yeah, pushing back against also like, 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 like just, just feeling like you couldn't do it. Like in a way, like that person that's like putting you in the corner, it could just be in your head, you know, it could just, you could just be railing at your own self doubt in a way, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. I think, I, I think that that, the early, early, early thing is like a thing in, in like, it's a UK thing yeah. that has, it's actually, it's actually like a really old British chant, but, but it's, it, it became popularized uh, in like UK garage as like it's like a, I don't know. Have you been in a club and and seen that happen? I've not been in loads, but I I mean like I I was actually um, researching it earlier, so I know a bit about the story, which is a really funny story. The idea of a guy just being like I was just trying to call my mate, and people turned it into a chant. They're like, no, nah, that, that, that that's not actually true. The, that's the guy not? that said that made yeah that's not that's not how that's it, it's like yeah i've seen that i've seen that floating around and that's not actually a thing i mean maybe it know. did happen no no so basically it's an old british chant um or like an english maybe it's english but like um basically there was there were these pies called the oggy pies and basically when the guys were working in the field the women would come down with the pies and go oggy 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 and if you wanted one you'd go oi 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 and they would throw you the pie so that's how it started and in certain parts of the country like it's they still say oggy they don't say ollie but the ollie thing is something that and maybe that was to do with that guy, his mate was called Ollie and they flipped it, I don't know, but he never invented it. It's like an old thing that got co-opted. I think UK Garage is such a like fascinating um, genre. I mean, I mean, I mean like this, you know, this, it could have only got born in, in, in London, you know, it just pulls in so I mean this is like a lot of like American influence with the the house music and the the garage music that was coming over from America on pirate radio and then we mixed it with like the the the, the um the dub the dub bass lines and um stuff like that but but like the the, the MCs like over UK garage kind of like he's kind of like British town criers or like market stall like vendors like the way that they would like shout over the record is kind of like that but then mixed with like Jamaican toasting and a bit of hip-hop influence and stuff um and so that's kind of like the Oli 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 I'll send you like a video or something of like it going off in the club and Please you can kind do. of see yeah yeah but it is oli 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 and the crowd goes oi 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 and what I'm saying is like when I was first like on a microphone you know um, I didn't know what to say and so I would just do that 
because you know you could get some kind of participation from the crowd um and um yeah it's it's funny because because I've been getting kind of pissed off lately at like people calling me a rapper but then actually I guess like it like a lot of people growing up I wanted I wanted to be a rapper <laughs> when I was younger do you know what I mean and uh and uh I um but I didn't know I didn't know how to get my l- lyrics out but I found my but over time I found my voice I mean I was singing as well and but over time I, I found my voice and then now I can I can um articulate the things that are in my head but 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 a lot of artists get stuck hosting sets for DJs which is fine like that's a great like that doesn't necessarily mean I don't look down on that as a as a thing that can be like an amazing thing but there's a lot of artists that want to do their artist thing but they get stuck at, at that point and that could have happened to me so that's kind of like a lot of that's in in the song you know yeah that makes sense yeah um i think i guess weirdly just because like i guess technology keeps kind of getting popped up throughout the conversation whether we're talking about like you know like how a breakup plays out through a phone or in this case like how people have to sort of like perform for a camera i feel like those sort of ideas definitely come through the record like trying to remember which song it kind of pops up on i think i want to see the good guys win has that a bit vigilante has that a little bit like these ideas of again people being really fake and whether that be like people performing for the camera and having to put on a persona that's maybe not them but also like seeing it play out in like like is this person being genuine with me and do they like actually care and want to like support me either as a partner or someone in my career or is this just about like getting something from me and getting out like there's a lot of those sort of ideas of fakeness yeah well I I think with vigilante um I'm it's really it I'm I'm really going at it's not about like people it's a well it's it's about like society really I I I think basically you see with that with that tune so like the the production is kind of like a UK drill like style production but it's got a bit more kind of like drama to it maybe but and UK drill is really interesting actually I mean I guess Chicago drill was first but then UK drill was second and actually UK drill ended up influencing how drill sounds across the world. So like New York drill is, uh, the first New York drill was produced by UK producers and um, you know, but but, but, but I, I, I remember like being like really fascinated by UK drill because it was it was like this thing where like it's not like this now but when it started i'm talking about maybe like well not when it started but when i kind of got into it which is probably about eight nine years ago when i was like 
listening to drill is that it was like this thing of like you know groups of young guys uh, like they'd had you know if you had a problem with someone and you know you might put that guy in the hospital and then you would say something about it and then they would come back and do something to one of your people and then they would say something on record so it was like it was a new thing in in rap music I think where like um, it was like a, almost like a like it's kind of like school board thing like it's kind of like um, like a like you, you you would hear someone like say something on a record and you would Google it and then like a Sky News article would pop up about some horrible shit. So I, I found it kind of like terrifying, but at the same time, like as an art form, just like, just so like, like vital, just like, just like immediate as fuck. And so you said, what is thing that you can't look away from? But I, but I also felt like, just yeah, like conflicted because, and I'm getting to the point of what, but like, but like I was so conflicted about these young guys doing horrible things to each other because they're all from the same environment. And, you know, and I was like, what if you could take that energy and direct it at the real thing which is like an inequitable society, and and so that's what I've. I guess I'm, you know, it's not like I'm not trying to be, you know. The kind of history teacher that's trying to get down with the kids. I'm not. <laughs> it's more like it's more like. I'm like. I'm. It's more. It's it's kind of like a fantasy idea in a way that I wish, I wish that I could direct all of that like self-hate that, that, that was there at the real perpetrator, you know, which is this society that always creates this underclass of people, whoever it is. So that's really what I'm reading against uh, in Vigilante. And, and with, with, um, with Wanna See The Good Guys Win, I would say that one of my, one of my favorite songs is uh, Please, 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 Let Me Get My, Let Me Get What I Want by The Smiths. And I wanted to do a kind of update of that for like now, like, so like a, a approach, I don't know. I, I just feel like we're in this era like, maybe like the generation before there's this whole kind of mentality around like you got to be like hard nose you got to be tough you got to be like aggressive you've got to be like cutthroat you've got to be ruthless to win and I don't know man I just feel like we're I feel like that is still true to an extent but I do think that like we're in we've been in this kind of like much more kind of like collaborative era and there's so much more of a flow of information that I think I don't know my I, I have a different thing I, I I think that like and it's a message that's in a lot of like 
a lot of the religions and stuff like that as well. Just like this, the, 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 like like being a being a a good person is good for business. Like it, it's actually like like you shouldn't be you shouldn't have to try and change yourself to be like some kind of evil bastard or whatever to so you can win. You can just be yourself and just be and have good values and look after your friends and blah 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 and and you can still and actually and actually that that is how you get there and you get there you know and you can feel good about yourself when you get there you know but i think also there's that slight in the record there's that slight doubt that maybe I'm wrong, you know? So yeah. that's kind of what I'm tackling, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I I agree. I, I really try, like, in my career to to follow the sort of, like, be a good person and, and business will follow sort of mentality. But, you know, as much as, like, you know, shitty people in power are slowly but surely starting to get, like, called out and taken down, like, they're not fully gone yet. Like, I often kind of say, like, I think there's two ways to become successful. One is to just become a total piece of shit and, like, exploit people and backstab them um, and keep people afraid of you. But I think that that's a very unsustainable way of of becoming successful because at some point, like, everybody's just going to be out to get you. Like, they're just waiting for, like, that one little crack to appear to, like, tear down the whole thing. And also, like then that just makes you a really shitty person and that just yeah. you know unless you're a sociopath um like that doesn't tend to feel very good whereas i think the second option which is to you know be good at your job but also be someone that treats others with humanity and brings other people up with you i think that that is so much more of a pleasant and also sustainable way to become successful because then when you get to the top you're with other people that you believe in and everybody wants you to be there and you want them to be there with you and you want to continue to pull people up with you yeah i agree 100 percent because you've got to you've got to live with yourself and and that's the other thing like that that's the piece of and this is where we come back maybe to those kind of cliches or whatever but i think that like what is success like i think a part of having success is being able to like be comfortable with yourself and live with yourself so i think like if you haven't got that peace i think whatever you've achieved in terms of like accolades or you know whatever it is or or like like a point that you've reached or if you care about i don't really care about money but like financial stuff or whatever it's like you can get all that stuff, but if you can't really like live with yourself, then is it even uh, there isn't is there even a point to it? And I agree, like it's better to have that goodwill. Uh, you know, you can see those artists that have the goodwill for them, and you know, it's better you, 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 rather than like, yeah, I don't know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, I think it's just so much more of a fun way to experience being an artist too. Like when you're like surrounded with like a bunch of people that like, yes, you respect professionally, but have also just become like 
your mates just because you all really respect each other as people and you're excited to work together you're excited to cheer each other on like that's just again it just feels better yeah that's what it's about well i'm glad you i'm glad you're in it you're on the wave because this is the wave i'm trying to be on and and that's what i was trying to put you know put over in that song but like i say there was that little bit of doubt like maybe i'm just like too idealistic you know so i'm glad to hear that you feel that way as well yeah there's other there are people out there it takes a minute to find them but once you do just don't let them go um that's kind of the trick find your finding your community is the the best thing in the world um i think the last thing i want to touch on is something maybe it's kind of more of like a nerdy detail but i love picking up on this kind of stuff there is a line that they're not identical identical but they're pretty pretty close and it pops up on two different songs um it's on empire strikes back and power corrupts it's the line yeah i hung my boots up still keep them clean though um is there a reason you put that on two songs (laughs) 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 it's just funny it's just a funny line man i think sometimes i think power corrupts was and and I you know I didn't think about this until like I had to start talking about the music, but I enjoyed writing that record so much because it was, you know, usually I'm kind of like, like there's obviously like still like a kind of like there's an under, there's an underlying kind of problem there, but like I think that like. I just had a lot of fun writing that record. Like I was making myself laugh, like doing the lines. And I think that can be like a real privilege just to kind of like, you know, be like, make yourself laugh. Um, And I think that like the kind of, the, the, you know, I can't even remember the lyric. It's my own lyric. (laughs) Um, I can read it again. uh, Yeah, I hung hung my my boots boots up. up I still keep them clean though <laughs> yeah yeah I think it's it's like it, I don't know it, it's kind of just funny man it's just like a lie that you kind of tell yourself to kind of yeah just to kind of like yeah there's an element of kind of like propping yourself up with that idea that yeah I could still do it if I if I wanted to you know kind of I still thing. got it's, it it's, it's yeah yeah but it's it's like it's light-hearted it's lighthearted. I feel like like when you hit me with that, I was laughing because it felt like a therapist. Like where they just pick up on something <laughs> that <laughs> It's not the first that, time someone said that to me, by the way. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It felt like you picked up on something blase that I said, but it's got some like I'll probably be thinking about that for like the next two months. Do you know what I mean? But um but yeah, 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 I will be. I will be. But yeah, it was in it's just it's just intended as like I, I think I think I'm like I'm really like I, I really love like do you know the film Carlito's Way? I don't think I do. It's uh wait, it's Al Pacino. Yeah, it's Al Pacino. But but basically it's like he's like Al Pacino's just got out of jail and he he used to be this kind of like top, like top guy, like 
all, and he comes out of jail and he's trying to change his life, but all the street guys respect him so much. And then across the, the course of the film, you see his past just kind of drag him back into the underworld. And I kind of like, yeah, because I've referenced that, I've referenced that film on a few songs and I feel like that's a reoccurring theme for me of like the madness of your past kind of like as you're trying to like you know develop as a person and walk in a certain direction the madness of your past can still has this potential to kind of like drag you back yeah it can be weirdly tempting in a way if you had some kind of like power or swag basically if there's anything even remotely like shiny about the past it can kind of be like oh it's still over there just like the the shiny boots on the on the wall <laughs> okay cool well you you've you, you you're, you're leaving me with a lot of uh more thoughts than i had when we began it's what we go for on this podcast is uh yeah, taking the yeah. time to think yeah, and no, I'll probably I'll probably write another album just off the back of, of this conversation. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, yeah, before the chorus, the album. Let's let's go. Um, Come on. The city needs part two is available now wherever you normally get your music. This podcast is hosted, edited, and produced by myself, Sophia Lobricaro, and the artwork is by Meg Welford. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.